sometimes I'll crack a joke and then no one laughs. And so what I do is when I'm editing it is I remove that silence. <laughs> yeah, no, I do that yeah. all the time. Yeah, um, me too. I do that with everyone's jokes, though. It's, it's equal opportunities. Um, or if someone's like, I don't know, if someone said something awkward or like got confused, then I, I cut it so that they seem smooth and coherent. Yeah. It's normally like me. as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so right. what's this what's what's this series called again? L Space. What's up gamers? Welcome back to the L Space. I should say what's up readers. Um this is <laughs> this is what's up bookworms? <laughs> oh no, that's awful. <laughs> Welcome back to L Space, which is our where we discuss um, self-published. I don't know. Are we just doing Bella Forest? Maybe we'll go into more books. Maybe so we far, won't. yeah. I think for the next, for the foreseeable future, we might only do Bella Forest. But mm-hmm. this who is knows? a Bella Forest cast. It's so yeah. sad that we have a whole podcast about her books, then she'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really sad, actually. <laughs> yeah. The one woman, one woman uh, wonder. Mm-hmm. The one person. About this. So this this past like two three weeks, we've been reading Dark Light, which is um, the first book in another one of Bella Forrest's many many series. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Light vampires, you know, Twilight knockoff, kind of in the cover. Yeah, but, um, but not very similar in the content. No, not at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like. Uh, like one person who may or may not be better for us like wrote a vampire novel and this was the most effective way to sell it yeah yeah it's like the aesthetics of a knockoff but it's actually like not a knockoff no it's its own thing Uh it's its it's... own really weird thing it's pretty weird um yeah yeah i don't know how to say about this book i i feel like we need to like structure this in a way that we can first talk about like general stuff plot stuff maybe the goodreads reviews uh mm-hmm. and then and then get into the weird fucked up themes because there's like some stuff <laughs> this is kind of a tough book to discuss honestly because yeah. trade of vampire was just like ton of bad awful mm. stuff badly written badly you know whereas this is competently written this is pretty yeah, competent. This is pretty written, good. With, yeah. with some exceptions. I think I it's think, but it's engaging in a way that I think Shade of Vampire wasn't. Yeah. Am I wouldn't I necessarily call it engaging, but it was <laughs> it's more engaging than Shade of Vampire for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not a very high bar is the issue. I think cuz um I listened to the audiobook for this, which I yes, I too. love an audiobook. I always get more engaged in a book if it's an audiobook. I'm not sure why I think it's just... I think because it's taken at a slower pace and I think if I'm reading something I tend to go a bit fast sometimes. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. in this I felt like I was being forced to take in every single detail at <laughs> a much slower pace. Yeah. Not to mention um, the, one of the characters in this book is um, Scottish mm-hmm. and um, when hiring what whoever you... did the, the voice for oh, the I have some Oh I have some stuff on her. Okay, good. But when, you know, uh, this this uh, voice actor cannot do a Scottish accent. So yeah, regarding time... that, 
regarding that uh, because I also listened to the audiobook and I will say it was very helpful to me she did an okay job at making it like I don't want to shit on this person too much her name is Stacy Glamboski uh, she is a real person and she has like a website no because I, I looked at her website and she's done she's done like a ton of work uh, this is the only like Dark Light is the only Bella Forest series she's done. Okay. But she has also done like books by or just click on the audiobook section on her website because I, I want to read some some of the uh, the guest book feedbacks that she got. But she also did books by other similarly real authors such as Mackenzie Hunter, Mark Goodwin, Rebecca Rhodes, The Numbers Game. Ooh. I'm loving okay. this, uh, the Princess Games book that she read. That sounds very Bella Forest. So many games. Wow. Um, a heartfelt Christmas promise with a little puppy on the front cover. Oh, yeah, that. I see. Yeah, yeah. Some of those typical um, sexy stock photo lady covers here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I wonder if it's the same um, woman in some of these stock photo covers. It's just like a woman in kind of like a dark vest top and jeans looking directly yeah. at the camera with her hair kind of off to the side and she's holding a weapon of some sort. It's very funny yeah, that they're all still like career. that, considering that sort of style of jean and shirt is very like like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does feel like they did not. But also, like probably the people who write the uh, who write these don't necessarily realize that it's not. Yeah. Anymore, mm. but also like yeah, it's probably they just don't get updated. There's literally four vest top jean women uh-huh. in her entire like list of. Uh, audiobooks that she's done just in a group of what 30 yeah less than 30 i can count four of those that's very much how i wanted to look as a teenager yeah mm-hmm. yeah i wanted the one of the vest you know mm. but that's yeah, the so thing she... this this she can't do a scottish accent this one's yeah i was gonna sleep. because i was gonna say uh, I was, there's a section on her website that says clients Ooh. where oh some of them are, you know, some where there's like a bunch of reviews of her, like pull quotes. Uh, either by, like one of them is by a reviewer from gingermumreads.com. Uh, <laughs> nice. Like some glowing reviews. And I want to, I just want to put your attention to the third review here by Inishowen, a reviewer. And they say, the narration was brilliant. The narrator performed the variety of characters so well, I forgot that I was listening to just one voice. (laughs) (laughs) This is emphatically not true. No, I... She's not a bad... She doesn't really do voices. Like, she can do... She she can maybe do, like, two and a half. Like, maybe one and a half. Like, so, for some of the guy characters, all all her women characters sound (laughs) the same, just her normal voice. And then for the guys, he's doing, like, a deeper voice. Yeah, she does, like, a slightly deeper tone. It sounds exactly uh, like you I'm, right now, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then so, for yes. for the character of Zach, she did, like, a mopey teenager voice. Like, it, it was, like, uh, he, he was, like, the same deep voice, but, like, much mopier in a, in a way that didn't fit the character at all. In yeah, because he's not like, a mopey. He's, like, an army boy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Zach was like really mopey and then there's of course Bryce who's the Scottish character <laughs> obviously as someone who can do six distinct character voices I wouldn't want oh, to oh you can't do six oh, yeah, you, you could wipe the floor with her any day okay good yeah. 
In... So the thing is, her her Scottish accent sounds like somebody who was born in Russia but educated mm-hmm. in America, but with parents <laughs> who only spoke Russian. Um, <laughs> then only learn English from somebody who lived in Glasgow. Yeah, I clipped out a, a clip earlier, so you can just like I can just send it to you again, and then you can just insert it in here. Yeah. So our dear patrons will also get a taste of her in- incredible Scottish accent because it's really like. You, dear listener, no matter where you live, no matter if you've ever tried doing a Scottish voice, can probably do a, at least as good a job at it, at it than she did. Yeah, mm-hmm. my Scottish accent isn't very good, and it's got to be better. Like it's, it was just so. I can't even. I can't even try and do it. It's yeah. Oof. I can. I can send you one where it's like so. it like really went into Russian. Yeah, so here is a here is an example of how he sounds. Hold on, Captain Bryce said sternly, not letting Jim's game get to him. We need to talk logistics here. This is, yet again, explicitly against the trial period statutes. Come on, Jim grinned, wheedling. Put that executive decision-making to good use, Bryce. Bryce rubbed his temple. His breathing agitated. The previous task did not involve slumber parties. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that was, was a great that was terrible. <laughs> wow, that awful. Yes, we all heard yeah. it here in, in our separate recording studios. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm worried that this isn't going to make sense until we tell people what the plot of this book is. Yeah, let's yes. tell and people the plot of the book. I think that should be the next thing. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to just do a brief run-through of what happens with the book, and then afterwards we can talk about how it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the main character is called Lyra, like the main character of His Dark Materials, but don't worry about and it. And Ed Sheeran's new daughter. Oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, it's a constellation, but still. Um, okay. She is part of an organization that kills big vampire birds. Uh, called Red Bills that, like, drink people's blood. They've got, like, a big, like, sucker mosquito mouth and they, like, drink your blood. I can't really imagine them, but they sound kind of cool. Um, mm. And her, she's part of, like, an army offshoot. It's, like, kind of low-key, so people know that these birds exist, but they think they're just, like, an evolutionary marvel, but they're actually, like, supernatural. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she loves being in the army. It's the best um it's really cool (laughs) she's like 21 Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh she just thinks it's just like so fucking cool her her entire family's part of the army her brother is like her partner in the army i don't know Mm -hmm. something like that Um, yeah her parents Mm -hmm. are like involved in the organization and her uncle is like the head of everything um he's cool yes uh adam he's called uncle yeah he's He's a good boy. We love him. Um, so she goes and fights the rebels, and they, there's more of them, and they're getting bigger, and it's it's a big problem because they keep eating people. Um, but she does some cool shit. She's got like you know, it's kind of high tech sci fi sort of like armor yeah. and shit, which is kind of cool. Um, also, and I'm Bryce, like, okay. the Scottish guy, is the captain here. Yeah, the captain is a guy here. called Bryce. And I was like, okay, so this is like an interesting spin. I have no idea where this is going. Yeah, and I as you didn't... go into this thinking it's going to be a Twilight ripoff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, like this that. is completely different. 
it starts out like really uh really like military sci-fi yeah it's yeah. like so ender's gamey almost um yeah and uh but then once she's on a mission she gets kidnapped by a vampire what because uh, they all the vampires are supposed to have died out. They all were killed by this organization who knows about vampires. They used to kill them um, until all the vampires disappeared, which is like kind of sad in a way. But you know, it's good that they're not killing like killing people anymore. But Lyra is kidnapped by one who is called um, Dorian. Dorian Electra. Um, <laughs> Dorian is a pretty sick name for a vampire. This book doesn't suffer from normal names like the other ones. Oh, these <laughs> names are very not normal. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the vampires, they're going to have, you know, elf Yeah, names. no, I don't. I like it. And yeah, I think Dorian's a sick name I for I think vampire. there's some really funny ones, but we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. So he kidnaps her. Um, the, the vampires in this world, they have like cool skin that's like got dark shapes, like cloudy behind it. And they're like kind of cool. I think they're cold. Are they cold? I don't think she specifies that. Yeah, they like look sort of marbly and interesting and they got weird eyes and shit. But he kidnaps her and she's like, oh, vampire, you're going to kill me. And he's like, nah, I just want you to help me. And she's like, "Why? how can I help you? And he's like, well, I'm part of a small group of vampire refugees and now I'm about to blow your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So you see, there's two worlds. There is the other world beyond like a rift and there is this world and in that world it's full of like evil immortals and vampires go between the worlds and your organization kidnapped a vampire and forced him to take them beyond the world and caused a rift between these two worlds and this caused all the vampires to like be killed by immortals and stuff um this is like not touched on that much for the whole rest of the book (laughs) it's just sort of dumped on you yeah Um, I feel like maybe it will come back in like book five. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's significant in that it's like because like to from be... from what I saw of the I, I I looked a little in the plot summaries of the later books. And... Yeah, from what I can tell, it's supposed to be like a hint that oh, her organization basically tortured a vampire until he took them through. So maybe they're not that great, you know? Maybe they did bad things. No, that, um, I, that, I, no I I she, don't that believe can't that. Be, yeah, yeah, that can't be right. No, she's the FBI is good. She says herself, but corruption in my bureau I do think it was very funny that she is through the entire thing like, uh, we're good people, military, good yeah. police, good people, you know, protect and serve. Um, which is, it is kind of good um, in that it's subverted because it, I think she does have like a character, which I thought was nice. Yeah. yeah. So some so. of the re- reviews I saw on this and on on Goodreads or Amazon were like, so amazing characters. Lyra is like one of the most interesting characters I have, uh, I have ever seen. I don't think that's true. I don't think no, she's the most but interesting. She's got more of but a she's good in. She's like she's better than fucking Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, yeah. She's she's not just like a cipher. Like she does. Yeah. She does like she is kind and she does have like empathy and she, she but she but has she's, motivations she has motivation but she's also very awkward and she's also like yeah believes in her weird organization which you sort of understand why but it, it makes it good that she's wrong um mm-hmm. i think well it, we don't know yet if she's your let's, okay let's, yeah, right i don't wrong. believe that okay 
So let's try to do the summary quick because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's just very funny to talk about all the details. Um, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> we basically, can. the vampires. We, we need to talk about them later. Yeah. Yeah. So the vampires ask for uh, to be taken in as refugees, basically by the bureau. Um, and be allowed to live in the world freely because they can't go to the immortal world. And she's like, oh shit, but I thought you were evil. And he's like, no, vampires only kill people who are bad. Um, bad people have bad blood and they're full of evil energy, which is what vampires live on. Haven't you noticed that crime rates have gone up since the vampires all left? <laughs> Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, just file that thought away which... for later. Uh-huh, sounds about right. Um, so she goes to ask and they're like, okay, we will give a trial period where we'll see if the vampires can go for an amount of time and not kill people. Um, so what they do is they put the vampires in a vampire refugee concentration camp um, where they're all basically in like a weird warehouse prison with like jail cells and shit. Um, and this is like children as well. Vampire and children. children. And they're not yeah. allowed to drink any blood for, I think it's, is it three months or a month? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. So it's, it's six weeks and they it's just have trial to... trial period. Yeah. Just see if they're like good or bad, you know, and learn more about them. And it's like the vamp- the child the child vampires have to like drink the old vampire's blood because otherwise they'll starve Yeah, to let's death. put another pin in that. Um, <laughs> yeah, which, which is cool. And um, while they're there, they sort of, there's a group of these bureau sort of 20 year olds who like you know they all all the vampires and all the humans are learning about each other and they form bonds and they're like oh maybe we're not that different um and dorian and lyra uh are like oh we are very attracted to each other oh (laughs) maybe we have a connection um but every time they like touch or um whatever lyra gets like chest pains um and I genuinely thought this was just like her not knowing that she had a crush on him until yeah. it got really bad. And I was <laughs> just like, oh, okay. having have never been horny before, and she's like, I'm, yeah. I'm ill. <laughs> she's like, I'm dying. I am nervous when I'm around someone, so I am. I think I am dying, but no, she is actually like in genuine yeah. pain. On um, her like uh, horny moments, or like I guess realizing how sexy Dorian is. Moments are very funny. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We can talk about them in <laughs> yeah, a bit. The, her reaction is just, yeah, I got some quotes. It's very funny. I think I've highlighted like exactly the same things you have, um, apart from <laughs> maybe some extras. Um, yeah, so they're in this, and while they're there, they do like bonding activities and they go on raids where the vampires help them like peacefully get rid of the red bills and send them back to the immortal realm where they're from because the vampires ride them. Um, and then they use Dorian and some other vampires like ability to sense evil to catch criminals Uh, (laughs) um, which goes really well and they're like wow the vampires can be an asset to us because they can help us catch the bad people Um, at one point they go to an Amish camp and it turns out the criminals are actually the police who are doing organ trafficking which was a a terrible moment for all of them because vampires hate it when people who are supposed to be good do bad things that's the worst (laughs) thing you can do to a vampire yes yeah Um, and Lyra's like but people protect and serve what's happening um And uh, so the, the experiment is very successful, but Lyra, they have like a party and Lyra and Dorian kiss. And when they do, she basically goes into a coma. Um, and when she wakes up, all the vampires are being very grumpy and have sort of 
are not talking to them and Dorian like rejects her because he's like, oh, this is too dangerous. Obviously, there's something fucked up going on here. And like Grandma Vampire is like, you should never fraternize with us. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how her name is spelled in the books, but in the audiobook, they pronounce her name like Hala. Yeah, it's like yeah. H-A-L-L-A, Hala. Yeah, I yeah. think it's supposed to be Hala. There's there's another weird name pronunciation. Like there's also a vampire who I thought like from reading the name would be Laini. Mm, but the narrator was pronounced her as Laini. Oh, I yeah. thought it was Laini, yeah. It's got to be Laney. That's a normal name. I kind of, I kind of like Laney. Like none of them have normal names. One of them's called like Rome. <laughs> yeah. One of them is called Psych. <laughs> yeah. Psych. Um, Psych. Um. Yeah. So the vampires have been grumpy, and Lyra's like, I can't believe this whole time our relationship was a lie, and I was being used so that the vampires could get a safe place to live and. That our concentration camp bond guard bonding wasn't legit, um, but actually it's um, he's just like trying to protect her. And then it's like revealed that they the trial period has been successful, and they're moving all the vampires to like a cool, nice housing complex where they can all live happily and be such as a bureau. Yeah. Um. So everyone's so nice. So everyone's I love like, that for them. I can't believe this. Um, so everyone, everyone leaves. Um, and she goes to see her uncle. And um, while she's there, she happens to hear some words going on in a meeting, and she happens upon a plan for this housing place where they're building all these houses, but they're putting, uh, they're they're gonna put poisonous gas into the into the houses to kill the vampires. Uh-huh. Um. Kind kind of like something else from history that slipped my mind, um, <laughs> but with vampires. And she's like, "Well, that's fucked up. Um, I'm gonna go tell him." So she and Bryce, who's a good guy, still uh, they rush back, and then there's a big epic fight scene where they kill a bunch of evil bureau people, and they rescue the vampires. And half the vampires are like, "I knew this was a bad idea. Humans hate us, and one is dead. We should go live in the immortal realm." And the other half are like, no, I'm going to stick with Dorian and try and live my life here in the human world. And Lyra's like, I can't believe you were being mean to me. <laughs> and Dorian's <laughs> like, um, it wasn't a lie. I do like you, but it's just like really hard because you die every time we touch. Every time we touch, I get this feeling. <laughs> and every time, <laughs> every time we, we touch, kiss, I go into a three-day coma. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, she's like, no, I will prove it. And then they make out and it's great. But also she thinks you might die. Um, yeah. This is uh, straight after they've realised they, the, the vampires have all split up and one of them's lost his kids. And they've yeah, all been of... told that the humans were going to gas them and then they just start making out <laughs> in front Everyone's of them. Not like, even, okay. like, it's not like they start making up. It's like... Lyra is getting really frustrated and angry by the situation and Dorian is like still denying all of it. So mm. she just goes up there and kisses him. Like Yeah, when was the last time a girl kissed a guy in the in a <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying a bit dubious consent here. Mm. Um John Green voice. Um yeah. <laughs> it's it's you know it's very it's pretty like standard romance. Yeah. Fantasy romance mm. shtick. But uh yeah, so it really hurts. Um, but they're gonna try and go for it anyway because that's how much they like each other. Um, and they're just gonna hang out and look for a new place to live because now they're both refugees and they're all on the run from the Bureau who wants to kill them for some reason. Um, uh-huh. 
And that's the sort of end of the book. So once again, yeah. like not like I, I think this book doesn't end in a different way than like Shadow Vampire doesn't end because like Shadow Vampire really just feels like they just cut off the last scene and put it into the second book. Yes. Uh, so this k- kind of feels like it's a closing of a chapter, I guess, kind of cliffhanger. But like, still, I still felt like this was a very unsatisfying not ending. I think it's very much trying to immediately send you to the sequel. It's like yeah. you literally have to read the sequel because yeah. there's no conclusion. Everyone's on the run. I don't think it's a terrible way to end a book, but the scene is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. I will say the uh, audio book. At the end, once it's finished, the audiobook lady is like, um, if you enjoyed this, you can find the second Dark Light, Dark Hunt audiobook <laughs> available from Amazon. And if it's not there yet, it will be soon. So it's, it's also in the... In the audiobook, it tells you to... Also in the ebook, it also says, uh, like, it ends with, you know, it ends with the sentence, please don't lose that. He said, quietly as I searching for danger and expanding, echoing as desert surrounding us, you might need it. And then it says, ready for the next part of Lyra's story? <laughs> remember, I quite liked the last line, I'll be honest. Do you remember how um, lots of like fantasy books used to have like the first chapter from the next book at the end of the book? Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's a sneak preview of the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yes. wild. So th- this one doesn't have that, but this one has, here's a preview of the cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just as enticing, really. Yeah. Because the covers have nothing to do with the books. Yeah. We know that the next one is going to be called Dark Thirst, which is mm. not a thing, <laughs> Bella. Like, Dark Light <laughs> is at least like an uh, fucking... What's it called when it's like two opposite things t- stick together? Oxymoron? Yeah. I think Oxymoron. Yeah, Oxymoron is. Yeah. Like- Mm. Yeah, so Dark Light is like at least an oxymoron, you know, even though it's yeah. not a real word, but it is at least like evocative in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Dark Thirst is just what? I think the other thing is, right, okay, so I, like the Dark Thirst thing is because the vampires feed on darkness in people, yeah. and we'll come back oh to that. Oh my god, okay, um, you're right. So yeah. it, 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 it makes, makes sense. sense, but not really. Like, the darkness isn't even a huge part of this book. No. It's just kind of dropped yeah. in. Um, um, and the implications are pretty questionable. The implications <laughs> are so funny. This yeah, we're going to have to... The whole premise of this. So there's a few elephants in the room. Yes. <laughs> <And we're> just, <laughs> it's a veritable like circus. Putting the elephants... Yeah, we're just, like, collecting them into a circus. Like, putting them into the corner. We will get back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to like I do think we we need to at least talk about like some of the um, smaller stuffs before we get to discussing those the yeah. baby elephants the baby elephants the, the baby elephants the, cl- yeah. the, the seals with uh, beach balls, balls on the, in the room yeah. yeah the in this the service. clowns that are like the pre-attractions to the Ooh, yeah. pre-attraction how fucking dare you okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have I have some of the Goodreads stuff if we want to oh, yeah. dive into that. Okay. So okay, yeah, let's do that. Because I have I have an Amazon review that will like directly lead us into the discussion because it actually kind of cuts into the, the things that we're gonna talk about the most in a very funny way. Okay, good. So I'm gonna. This is a three point five stars on Goodreads. 
which yeah <laughs> it's like every book <laughs> on goodreads um mm-hmm. and there is one question about this book which was asked 11 months ago which says just just judging by the cover i know i'm not supposed to but anyway this appears to be a, twi- a twilight ripoff is it mm. no no <laughs> no um and that's the only question and no one's answered her so i don't know is she still waiting on that who knows okay so here are um, the reviews this first one is did not finish this i got mostly through but then was just not interested enough to finish it became a chore to read i like uh, young adult books but maybe just too ya for me comes off like a fanfic of other vampire books that also have girls (laughs) slash women in that like the men that kidnap them stockholm syndrome much but then go back and forth about being awful also maybe i'm in love gross okay my question with this (laughs) that is not at all what it is he doesn't kidnap her. The majority of this book, she's his guard. Yeah. Yes. Whilst he she's is in his prison. prison guard. <laughs> I, the, the Stockholm syndrome thing is funny though because there's like in the first like forty, fifty-ish page of the book, which I think is mm. the least interesting part. Yeah. Right, because yeah. it just starts with them being on fucking Red Bill mission. Red Bill missions, yeah, and then. Uh, and then she meets the vampire and then she constantly keeps thinking as she's realizing that Dorian is hot she's constantly like Stockholm Syndrome much like she's re- literally thinking it mm-hmm. yeah and like it would have been this would have, would have been a fitting thing in Shade of Vampire weirdly enough she didn't like Sophia didn't think of it uh, <laughs> but like in this one it's like barely even it barely even applies to the situation yeah. So I don't know what that was about. And then it's like completely dropped. Like it's really just in the in the first section of the book before the main plot, I guess, starts. Yeah. Cuz yeah. he he kidnaps her briefly to explain that the vampires need to seek asylum with mm. like from the humans and then like he gives her enough reasons to trust him and then gives her like a nice rock from his home planet that's kind of like a nuclear wasteland but with like Shinigami or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he he sends her straight back and then the rest of it, like he's the one with Stockholm Syndrome arguably and even yeah. then he's like having to like act nice to humans so that his race isn't wiped out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Stockholm Syndrome applies to her. I don't yeah. think it does. I think there is an interesting. I mean, it's 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 pretty bad, but like there is an interesting like power thing where like he's dependent on her um, and their approval for like their race's survival, but he could yeah. also kill her very easily. Yeah, which I think is interesting and a bit more interesting than normal vampire stuff, where it's just that he could kill you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I I have questions on whether he can even kill her, but we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> because okay. it ties uh, into I'll... like the main problem. I mean, so. Oh yeah. I mean in some ways the idea of disempowered vampires is sort of interesting, but this just is yeah. so a way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. A weird way of taking that, yeah. Um so I'll I'll continue with some of these. Um I quite liked this one actually, I kind of agree. Can someone please explain to me what the vampires are and are not familiar with? Dorian can't work a phone and doesn't know what a high five is, but he's also able to laugh at jokes about airplanes or looking like a clown in a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good point. so this is this is very not thought through. I agree with this review. Um, and also, not this clouds. is another thing that really bugged me about this is that um, whilst reading this, so that you have this whole like first chapter kind of section where the humans yeah. are talking about doing red bill missions, 
And, yeah. and I was about to say Sophia. And then um, Lyra is like, we call them red bills because of their red bills. I'm imagining them like pterodactyls <laughs> kind of things. But then yeah, me she's too. like, uh-huh. yeah, and she's just like, we just call them that. And then the, we're introduced to the vampires and the vampires also call them red bills. I mean, I guess it's, but it's not an obvious thing to call them that, honestly. No, <laughs> it's not. big birds or whatever. <laughs> big pterodactyl I mean, vampire bird things. It's, it's possible that they know what the Bureau call them and they call them something different in vampire language. But I they never, like... they never say that. I'm just though. saying, these aren't things that I really noticed when I was reading it. <laughs> oh, me neither. But it's, <laughs> it's very me. valid because I think it ties into the whole thing of what I suppose all of Bella Forest's books are is that there's like they're very first drafty. Yeah, yes. do you know do you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of like a pretty well written like fan fiction long form fan fiction AU. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's the sort of like I don't know, there's like a, a supernatural fan fiction that I read like years and years ago where it was like took place in a in a world where there was like demonic stuff and there was a big wall that kept ghosts out of a big city and there was all like that sort of stuff and there was a romance that took place like alongside so you have, like, that a, like a full-fledged fantasy world but someone is using yeah characters yeah 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 and it's like got pretty good world building but is also kind of fan fictiony and that's what this really reminded me of like very yeah. strongly yeah if you, yeah, if you did like a like that, yeah. find and replace for the character names, but you swap them out for like, I don't know, Elena and Damon or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if it was that or if it's just the same aspects. Well, I, don't think, or... I don't think it, it was. I just think it, it yeah. feels like that. Yeah, it's no, but my, my point is the reason why it might remind you of that might be also the same thing I, I was saying about how it's like, there's there, there, there doesn't seem to be a very uh you know thorough editing process in these <laughs> books like th- there doesn't seem to be a dedicated editor who would like point out these things yeah no i i would agree with that um, uh, I, I will also say about the like what do and don't vampires know there is like as the section where they did speed dating uh, <laughs> yeah which like a drama like a drama woman <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Except the weird power imbalances, but, you know. Except they're in prison. It was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, guns. vampires and humans were, like, sitting next to each other and they were, like, swapping through and they were asked to ask questions of each other, etc. And there it was, like... So one of the things that bothered me a little about that is that vampires didn't know about chess. Yeah. Mm. Like, the oldest board game. Yeah. It seems like such a in in every other vampire fictions these they would at least be familiar with chess like it's it seems such a you know they're into old things always. Most vampire books I've read have have had vampires who are like chess masters. Yeah, and they learn chess in this one, and they're good at it. Yeah, so. there's a very like question about how much familiarity the vampires do have with human culture, which I guess leads into the references thing, where it's like. And sometimes they seem completely unfamiliar with very basic things, um, yet they can sort of yeah. socialize very normally, and they seem to socialize very similarly to humans. Because like when when they're doing makeup and Lyra is putting makeup on him, and he's like, "Why do human females wear the makeup on the face?" <laughs> uh-huh. And she's like, "It makes sexy." <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah he's, he's like, like amazed by this. the concept that you would go to a date wearing makeup yeah. basically but then but then he comes out of it after she's made him up and all of his vampire friends have like jokes ready to go about him being like yeah. a clown <laughs> Yeah, they're like, this is really funny that you got this stuff on. And it's yeah. like, when you just be really confused. Yeah. I guess they get that he looks like a human. Yeah. Because hmm. I guess that's that's their issue, that, that he looks human. It kind of reads, to me, more as like a masculinity thing. But I think that's me projecting. I, I think I, I found it is more that it was like, lol, why are you trying to look like a human? That's very embarrassing. Yeah, I think I'm, I was reading into that bit. But it so, was yeah. very funny that... <laughs> Weird scene. Um, kind I, have of, a cu- I kind of liked bits of it, I think. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple more reviews. Okay. So. Okay. This one's a slightly longer one. Alright. I wa- <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to give Bella another chance. I was <laughs> hoping she would impress Fair like enough. she did with her Shade of Vampire series before it got 60 books in. I was... <laughs> I was dreading it was going to be the same plot of Shade of Vampire, but I was pleased that it wasn't. But Uh it had the same main female character, the extremely Mm. smart, resourceful, popular, talented, beautiful, headstrong, bland character. That's what I got Uh, again. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) This was a different take on vampires, which I appreciated. I just didn't like Lyra at all. She was boring AF. This also should not have been a 400-page book. There was too much. Lyra was a horrible narrator. I'm a Aww. professional. I don't think I can stand Ooh. hearing that phrase ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we think about this review? I um, I will agree that this book is way too, too long. long. Yeah. Like it, they, they could have cut like 150 pages easy. But what I feel when I read this, because she's comparing it directly to Shade of Vampire, is that Shade of Vampire was too short. <laughs> In a way, yeah, but, the first I, one was. I feel like yeah. Shade of Vampire, as as bad as it was, read itself very quickly <laughs> because yeah, so true. much of it was like not thought through at all. So you could just like consume it, you know. But this one, mm-hmm. since there's a bit more thought into it and a bit more like skill, uh, it feels longer than the same number of pages of Shade of Vampire would feel. Shade of Vampires mm. was a Wattpad fanfiction, and this is an AO3 fanfiction. Yeah. That is yes, the, that is yeah. the distinction between them. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very funny, yeah. And I, I can't understand becoming frustrated with Lyra as a narrator at some points, which also yeah. ties into one of the elephants. Mm-hmm. So, so we will discuss that. But I don't feel frustrated with her because I think she's like Sophia no. in Shade of Vampire. No. Because so. Sophia isn't a character. Yeah. I would argue, whereas I think Lyra is and, you know, has some agency. Yeah, yeah Sophia just reacts to things. Um, whereas I, I do feel like Lyra is like, you know, she's not like a very extraordinary person, actually. I don't think she is like beautiful and smart and perfect. I think she's no. just like, she's very normal. Um, yeah. But neither is like, yeah, I guess I guess we we were led to believe that Sophia is beautiful and smart because everyone told us she was, but yeah. you wouldn't get it from her, from her POVs. Like it's just you know nothing she does is actually smart. It's just what others tell us yeah. about her. 
Yeah. Whereas I think Lyra is like smart, but it's not like all the men are obsessed with her all the time no, or anything. No, they're not. It's um, there's just one one vampire who's like into it. <laughs> but even he is like, it's not like he's maybe because we don't get his POVs like we did with Derek, but it's not like we constantly notice Dorian like fully obsessing with her. No. He's, yeah. He's much more of a nice boy compared to oh, Derek, like who Dorian. was just awful. Yeah. Dorian's well, yeah, Dorian's, nice. Dorian's pretty nice, and Derek is like um, probably a rapist. A rapist. <laughs> a rapist and a mass murderer and owns human slaves. But uh, I do kind and of. Like... Point, killed a bunch of human <laughs> slaves. <laughs> I'm so conflicted to decide if I liked this or Shadow Vampire more because. Oh, I liked this so much more. <laughs> I mean, objectively, this is better. But also, I think uh, I, and this also has some deranged stuff. But I feel like Shade of Empire was more like just absolutely, you know, cut loose, deranged stuff like stream of consciousness yeah. writing. But the yeah. thing is, I like yeah, I tried to read Shade of Empire too, yeah, and too. it was also very deranged, but it was also boring, and I couldn't yeah. be bothered to read more of it. I can't believe um, it's, it has ninety books. I know. I know. And and also that the person who wrote this review read 60 of them before getting sick of it. Yeah. By book 60, I began to think the series was going downhill. <laughs> it's me on season 14 of Supernatural. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to read one last review. Okay. Okay. Did not finish. I don't think Bella Forrest is for me. I don't care for her <laughs> style of storytelling. I have Which one? good news for you, reviewer. <laughs> you might I'm... care for one of her other series written by an entirely different person. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the same person who wrote Shade of Vampire. No. Oh, 100%. But it's interesting because like, there's, there's those kind of reviews. I've seen also like some of those on Amazon. And... There's also the other type of review, like the positive reviews are also often like, uh, if you're a Bella Forest fan, this won't disappoint. Bella Forest did it again, etc., etc. <laughs> it's like, it's clearly not the same author. Yeah, it's an entirely different writing style in that this one is coherent. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, no, there's no way. Like, there's, you know, you can be devil's advocate about it and say that this was written like five years after shade of vampires maybe she's improved but Mm. i i highly doubt that the newer shade of vampire books are like if we if we assume that the entire shade series is written like by one person yeah then i i actually i'm i would be interested to at least read sections of like the newer shade of vampire books just to see if it's stylistically similar or different to the one we read i think we should read the the newest one what like book 92 yeah yeah Yeah, we should try to read that just out of context that could be yeah yeah, trying to figure out what's gone on in those 90 90 books between (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so stuff i want to talk about before we get to the big stuff um Mm -hmm. just let's go through the vampire names real quick (laughs) so we have dorian Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah. I guess that's like a Dorian Gray thing. Dorian, uh, I like okay. I like that. It's a good vampire name. That's a yeah. Dorian, pretty me. good. Then we Dorian. get Fangs out of five. We have Rome. Yeah, how's it spelled in the book? R H O M E. Oh, like 
Rome. Rome. No, Rome, that's a city. Okay. The capital mm-hmm. of Italy. <laughs> then we got Cain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, how I thought it was spelled. Because the thing, I don't know how any of the characters' names are spelled. Yeah. No, I was Rome to make a and send... Lainey are the only ones who are spelled weirdly, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, then we have Cain, who is like a wrestler and Republican <laughs> senator or mayor, or what is he? He kind of sucks. Like the actual Kane. Yeah. The Kane in this book is just like an edgy vampire who is like... The actual Kane? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a real guy named Kane who is a wrestler. I, I, I know, but like Kane and Abel, you know? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, no, I but I mean but like spelled the way this is spelled. K-A-N-E. Yeah, but I thought they were just doing like an edgy thing where they were like, he's Kane, yeah. get it? Because oh, he maybe. doesn't like his... I was just brother. thinking it's spelled like thought... literally yeah. the exact same way as Kane. Yeah, no, I was thinking it was the brother thing as well. It yeah. probably is. It's just like what you call the evil, well, they're not evil, but like grumpy vampire. You're like, oh, yeah. call him Kane. But spelled yeah. fun. It's like in uh, Vampire Diaries where the evil brother's called Damon. Yeah, like, it's oh, just like, <laughs> yeah, call them like name. Damien or Damon or something. Demon, yeah. That's yeah. Such, <laughs> a, such a classic thing to call mm-hmm. the evil guy Damon. Anyway, who else do we got? We got uh, Kreia. Uh, who is Rome's wife, and she takes the kids at the end. So I had to, I had to make yeah. a Karen took the kids meme, but the Kraya took the kids, <laughs> which is what I sent to Chaz before you'd finished reading the book, and I couldn't mm. show you. Kraya took the fucking kids. Kraya took, took the, the kids. kids. Uh, who is was was Roxy a vampire? I don't remember. No, she was a cadet, or not mm. cadet. She was a soldier. Wait, actually, I should look at this section that I screenshotted. Oh yeah, so there's a part where. Bella has a check-in with her parents and she just like sums up everything that's happened so far. It's very funny that this is something they needed to include 300 pages into the book. Bella's mm-hmm. parents are so funny. Um, Bella? Uh, Lyra's parents are so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that she's there, sometimes woman. there. Yeah, so there, yeah they, she, she does a video call with her parents. Uh, this is after her uh, mission where she passed out, I think, right? After the Amish mission. Yeah. Yeah. And her parents ask her about like well you must be getting to know some of the vampires rather well what are they like (laughs) i laughed at the impossibility of finding a description that included both kane and dorian and then she says they're all very different from each other some are sweet and quiet i thought of laney some are (laughs) honest and gracious rome funny but whip smart psych (laughs) some are grumpy but honorable too Kane, obviously. <laughs> so it's very funny that like 300 pages in, she just gives short descriptions of all of the vampires. I, mm. I like that she didn't include uh, the other vampire who's called Thoth. Oh, there's one who's called <laughs> oh, yeah. Thoth. Yeah, he's called he's King like Thoth. Egyptian scribe. Yeah. Yes. Like, but like, he's wise, do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but kind of thoughty, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's, then, then there's Psyche, who... Which is just, I think, the funniest name, <laughs> especially like, in the audio book, because I, she always like every time she was like psych, I was like, uh, I like jumped up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, I was expecting his character to be a lot more class clown than he was, and I'm kind of yeah. glad he wasn't because I think I would have hated him. But the the book mm. is like he's funny, but he doesn't say like a single <laughs> funny true. line. <laughs> he's just there okay let's talk about the sexy stuff for a second 
Wait, we still have to bring up one name, and this is oh. not a vampire name. This is a soldier name because there's this bit where they're trying to like get all the vampires because they they get to this compound in Arizona where the vampires are going to mm-hmm. be sleeping, and Lyra goes and checks out the cells, and she's like, "Wow, this kind of looks like a torture camp. Maybe we should put some blankets in to make it more suitable." <laughs> and so they do like a whip round of all the soldiers to like give up spare bank blankets for the vampires to use, and then she she talks to this one soldier guy called Hank, and the book is like. Ironic, since he looked like a tank. <laughs> Which is even better because he gives her like a cuddly crocodile toy. Like this, I thought that was really cute. I was like, wow, Hank's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, the part where like the nar- the narration literally said, and ironic, he hanged the, th- hanged the tank. Uh, that was so out of place. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. I think yeah, that's I just her it. character. I like it when she says things that are just like vaguely meta, but like yeah. sort of. There's this yeah. great line um, that I highlighted where my heart swelled. I must have entered the stage of attraction where I read too much into offhanded remarks. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Good that self-awareness. Just, that was really funny. She's like, oh, this is that part of romance. <laughs> it's good she can pick up on the clues uh-huh. <laughs> she knows she's in the book uh-huh. she's like I know how this goes I've read vampire fiction yeah yeah. okay should we should we read some elephants yeah no yeah. I was just gonna talk about the romance for a second because there was okay. some so there's I, I think the funniest scene in that was where where they're on the I think this is also in the Amish mission yeah and she goes Amish. to take a shower Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is so good. I like this actually. And she's like all the time. She's like, "Oh, oh, I hope, I hope I like nobody's gonna see me naked. That would be embarrassing. What if I ran into Kane? That would be bad." Uh, uh-huh. So she she like she like wakes up really early, hoping that this is before uh, all the uh, boys would take a shower. Then she mm-hmm. runs into. Uh, what a surprise. She runs into Dorian coming out of the shower. Oh, shit. Uh, Dripping wet. <laughs> Dripping oh, yeah. wet. Naked wearing nothing but a towel. Uh, which Rawr. is not what naked is. No, I know. It said naked apart from wearing a towel. It's like, so he's just, you can just see his chest. Yeah. It's like. No, but she might be able to see, like, romance books oh. always do that thing where they're like, oh, I can see the V. Oh, right, yeah. Like his, his vampire V, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his v- vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I think, actually, I will defend this book because I think it's pretty good at being horny. Yeah, I thought it was alright. Yeah. I thought it was like, I could feel like the build-up of like their tension in a way that felt less like chucked in than it does in this sort of romance stuff normally okay i found yeah. it, i found a good quote from uh where she's thinking back to seeing her him in the shower and she's she's thinking or, or the narration says i spoke directly to dorian for the first time since our interaction at the shower i'd made a mm-hmm. point to dive deeper into our work that day and not think about the water droplets on his pecs <laughs> <laughs> i love it though I love She's it. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm 
all right, you're horny, get it. Like, <laughs> but she, it's very funny because she's like never been horny, and she's like, huh, yeah. this, is, this is what it must be like to be haunt. <laughs> yeah, she's so unfamiliar with it. I can't help but find it really like it's really endearing. And to be honest, I like, think, I it think kind this of is, does yeah. a this does a better job of a character, a main character in a vampire romance being horny than like a lot of mainstream vampire romance, like. Yeah. Like, literally, Twilight, it's too awkward for it to be sexy. Yeah. Mormon. <laughs> yeah, it's more Mormon. Whereas this is whilst they're at an Amish camps, so it's already kind of, like, shh, forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it's, like, not done badly. Uh, and it helps that Dorian isn't awful. Yeah, yeah he's, he's nice. nice. So like, uh, I will okay. say, because um, I read some of the Goodreads reviews of the sequel books, mm. and one of the things that many people complained about in the future books is that the romance doesn't seem to advance at all. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I was I was wondering if there was going to be a um, like a love angle thing between um, Lyra and Kane. Yeah, I mean that's how it. If this was a in the typical vampire yeah book thing, the evil brother is always part of the love triangle, you know. Yeah, you'd think so, but I haven't seen any mention of that. Maybe they just don't mention it. I don't know. But I think like, they just de- they just decide not to in this one, and I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. No, just just what they're they're saying is that it, it seems to just like stall and stay at basically the points they are at the end of the book. Just when they kiss, they die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just keep trying to kiss and she keeps dying. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. this isn't progressing, really. Huh? <laughs> they probably, like, f- figure it out by book nine or something. But They try and have sex and both her arms fall off. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the, the other thing that many reviewers of the later book said is that it's... Because it has, like, nine books at this point. Yeah, and it feels like, so it's like it seems like it's stretched out mm, way yeah. too much. Like there seem to be some of the middle books that are just pure filler, and a lot of descriptions of vampires climbing on red bills and climbing down of them. <laughs> yeah, I think the next one they just move to Scotland, and that's like what happens. But oh, yeah, but, but see, but, I'd love to get yeah. the audiobook of that because that's more opportunity for the Russian Scottish accent. I, I think actually <laughs> the next one is them uh, moving to Scotland, but barely arriving by the end of the yeah, book. Yeah, because oh, it seems like the third book the starts end. in Scotland. Yeah, you just do it. You just do like a written travel montage. I think it's like it's hard to get to Scotland. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, but okay, should we should we talk about the book? Okay, I want to got issues. So I want to lead into have... it with um yeah, with the right. the Amazon review that is the top review on Amazon Germany. Like this is the top review from Germany. Okay. Uh, but it's it's written in English, so. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would and... assume that you would translate for us even if it wasn't. <laughs> you so. just read a full review in German and we're like, "Ah, oh, interesting." So, the title of this review is Genre Unknown. Shrag emoji, dark light. Rocky start. If Dorian wouldn't have shown up in chapter 4 with an interdimensional trip, then I couldn't continue the reading. Then further on, it's a slow burner, and some entirely new genre which is hard to identify, albeit not any vampire story alike. 
romance or tragedy of star-crossed lovers or interspecies rivalry. All above and true in this new engaging series as the FBI goes rogue in fighting their own vipers to defend mortal lovers of evil vintage blood. Blood drop emoji. Uh, okay. Now we're getting to the good part of this review, which is the reason why I wanted to talk about it. The author made an interesting point about evil. Dorian uh. says, there's no way to cure a human of their darkness. Lyra answers, people could struggle with their darkness, but no one was beyond help. Well, then I ask, what about Hitler and Stalin? They are accountable for the death of countless millions just by being evil, way beyond any chance of rehabilitation. But we needn't go back in time, because what's up with the prime ministers of Hungary's Orban or Russia's Putin or Turkey's Erdogan? Mm, What about Trump? Sorry, I just was going to name drop all of them. Like at this point, I I want to point out. For some reason, this Amazon reviewer wrote Orban in quotation marks, not Putin and Erdogan. It's Orban is just not his, his name. Not his real name. <laughs> it's just his normal name. If that's what you're calling yourself these days. <laughs> we all know who it really is. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> you didn't die in that bunker after all. So I, I read the rest of the review. Not to mention the many dictators of the Middle East or the warlords of Africa, etc., etc. Could they ever change? Coney! Uh, excuse me? Why aren't the vampires going up to Coney? (laughs) Coney 2012. Coney 2012, his blood tastes delicious. (laughs) Could they ever change? Hardly. Put them behind bars and they might show regret, but only because they were caught. And precisely... Precisely that's why I'm taking Dorian's point. I say, kill them to cure evil. Oh my god. <laughs> Getting some ideology here. This, this person really just went off. Yeah. This person is like, death penalty, death penalty. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then the review just completely changes tone again, because then it, the rest is just... If you were also let here from the Harley Finch or Percy Merlin books... Then you're gonna mm. find that this isn't anything I like those books. However, I'm giving it a chance and getting the next installment because I like this. Thanks for another great Farscape. Ta-ta! Okay. This book is more similar to Harley Merlin than, yeah. than Shade of Vampire because it has the same kind of weird... Um, yeah. Like, authority complex. Mm. Pastoralism sort of thing yeah. going on. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, it goes criticised in this book, whereas in Harley Merlin, it's like, oh, it's so cool that we are going to kill people with the death penalty that we have as wizards. <laughs> the wizard death penalty. <laughs> yeah. They're an advanced society. Yeah. I, um, I don't know where to begin with that. So why don't <laughs> they go for the warlords in Africa? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm um, sure they would if they could. <laughs> Why why didn't Dorian kill Hitler? <laughs> um if you were a vampire would you go back in time <laughs> eat, eat baby Hitler? <laughs> Which vampires can do sure. Yeah. But yeah, so this this book has this weird morality system, right? Where yes. vampires mm. 
let me like stop me if I didn't understand it right. But vampires go for people who are fundamentally evil. Like the first person Dorian kills is he says this guy was a serial killer and rapist. Yes. Yeah, I think it was just rapist, but yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. like a thing that makes your blood evil or whatever. And why do vampires only kill evil people? Energy. I don't, because they don't seem to like it. Is the thing? Because in that first scene where he's like kidnapped Sophia and he's like, "Hang on, we got to make a pit stop. I've I've smelt somebody. Yeah, um, I have to go and do some murdering." I mean, it's not just that they, because they like it, but it's it's betrayed as this is because they're like a fundamental part of the ecosystem that exists yes. to eat bad people, and the reason why crimes are going up. Crime rates um, are going up. Oh, it's because vampires aren't eating people anymore, <laughs> and the ecosystem is all out of whack because you know too too much prey, not enough predator. So. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's Do you know what's interesting is that even in this book, where they talk about crime going up because vampires aren't eating people who are fundamentally unchangeably evil. They still mm-hmm. put in the fact like, oh yeah, so we've had to do more policing, and in my head, I'm like. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's why crime's gone up. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, this book, I'm not, I don't think that that's what the author was intending to do with that statement at all. I don't think that that, that even went noticed. But, like, the rest of the book is very, like, it's weird because it's sort of critical of power structures, but only a little bit. Yeah, not really, right? Like It's, it's... like, it's like these are some crooked cops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it still seems to make the point, like, there's, you know, when they're in the... Actually, let's backtrack a little. Mm-hmm. So there's that scene earlier when um, they want to prove whether the what Dorian says about the vampires is true or not, right? Like, where they yeah. want to prove if they actually have a sense for evil. So they meet with Bryce's old friend from the FBI or from the cops... Yeah. yeah, I think it was a cop, like right? A commissioner Jim. or something. Yeah, they meet up with him. They have some classic banter because they go way back. <laughs> Damn, that they were boyfriends. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Cop, cop sure. boyfriends. Cop boyfriends. Yeah. Is it, is it is it progressive to have your cop boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> this is my FBI boyfriend. He's gay. Uh, the head of the FBI is gay. Oh my god! I I never believe we get to this point. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, progressive <laughs> so they meet up with this guy and he's like here's a bunch of people not all of them are guilty mm-hmm. and you Dorian were gonna have to figure out yes and then he just basically aces it and then they find out that actually like they test the weapons or whatever it turns out hey he was right he found the guilty guy yeah he's fundamentally evil yeah. he's fundamentally Which evil is- I want to know what crimes do vampires consider to be fundamentally evil? Because well, is this it, is the thing: is it murder and 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 rape, or is it like, is it tax evasion, or is it yes. is it tax evasion, or is it like stealing baby formula? <laughs> do you yeah, know? is it like uh, words? <laughs> downloading uh, songs from LimeWire? <laughs> is it like some fundamental nature of? evil intentions if you're killing someone because 
you're protecting someone, is that evil? Or is it not tainted your energies? Are drug crimes evil? What about And the crime dealing? rates thing is so fucked up too, now that I think yes. about it, because that that makes it makes that makes no sense. Like it 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 only works the crime rates would only go like up in the absence of vampires or down if vampires were there. It would only work if we assumed that all killers were like serial killers, right? Or it's yeah. the same. Because like every time like the vampires like find out someone is evil, it turns out that they've already done the act, right? Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy is a rapist, or this guy is a murderer. Or the guard who has child pornography on his Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Really there's random, a... like dropped in there. God, I forgot with, about uh... that part. Yeah, there's a part earlier where one of the security guards at the facility turns out to like gets attacked by one of the vampires, and then they find out that he has child pornography on his computer. Yeah, and then and then they were like with intent to distribute, as if that would uh, like. <laughs> Make a difference in this situation. <laughs> <Make a> difference, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, like I don't, I just don't get if they can like prevent crimes because if they did, that would be fucked up, right? Like if they killed someone before he was going to commit a murder, because that's like not a crime to think about killing someone. It's like Minority Report pre-crime stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which... when you, it's just profiling. It's just like yeah. profiling, but by smell. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's being fucked like, up. well, your vibes like, are off, so I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> if we accept that, that's fucked up. But if we don't accept that, like, if we just say they can only, like, if, if we accept that they can prevent crimes because they detect the fundamental evil of human nature, that's like a pretty fucked up system where you just like kill people preemptively before they do a crime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the yeah. other hand, if we if we say okay, they only kill people who have already done justice then they're then they're not like about lowering crime rates they're basically just executioners they just yeah. free up jail space basically well here's a quote from jim uh who says i'm sure you're aware that even if this works out the government won't let you and your pals run around killing whomever you please like you did in your heyday but your alleged skill sets could bring some stability to this dumpster fire we've been trying to put out for years. Everyone, even vampires, could benefit. If you do have this specified predation thing, whatever you call it, we could pinpoint certain cases for rehabilitation before they even harm anyone. So, in this um, case, vampires can sense people's evil before they commit a crime, but then what about them is evil? Dorian frowned. That won't work. There is no way to cure a human of their darkness. <laughs> and then Bryce uh-huh. says, leave it to the therapist, Sonny. Bryce is right. <laughs> Uh-huh. In this well, there, in this instance. There is a thing where Lyra does push back against this idea all the time, and Bryce does as well, but it's like never clear by the end of the book whether it's true that people are just yeah. naturally evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's not um, thoroughly examined. Because <laughs> Lyra says way. people could struggle with their darkness, but no one was beyond help. Dorian might believe that, but he didn't know everything. I knew that if this project succeeded, he could be proven wrong. So this is setting up like a conflict, which I don't know if that happens in the later books, but I guess the conflict is Maybe. set up as are people fundamentally evil? But Whether also from true. from what I gasp about or grasp about the books, uh, just by like quickly glancing on their Goodreads pages, is that the later books are gonna be more like interdimensional stuff and going 
yeah through the uh immortal plane so i think that it's entirely possible that this crime rate stuff is just done with this book which is very funny <laughs> it's to me very it is just very weird like knockoff minority report so i, I don't know it's just because she she says the thing where she's like well maybe there is a room for vampires in this world because we could have them you know feed on people who are criminals that have been you know gone through the court system and it's like what the oh famously God. objective yeah. u.s court system I... yeah that's like the other part because and this ties into the other elephant in the room these elephants are like boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're roommates are, like making a heart because yeah. um... <laughs> this ties into the other elephant in because there's this entire thing that the vampires are being starved which is one of the conditions yes. like the, the nice even the nice people even the the good guys like Bryce just think it's perfectly fine that they are being starved in the facility and then like late towards the book before we learn about concentration camps and the, the and the gas chambers before that thing there's like this triumphant part where they're doing a party all the humans and vampires together <laughs> And the humans, they, they're they excited <laughs> because they get to drink other things that are not water. Still no alcohol because that's not allowed. But, you know, other things. Punch. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Lyra, like, glances around and sees that the vampires are drinking wine. And then she looks closer and sees that it's not actually alcohol. It's, like, darker. It's different. And then she figures out it was blood. And it turns out <laughs> it's... The, the the criminals that they caught were drained, I guess, of their blood. <laughs> and By whom? Yeah, who did that? No explanation <laughs> to it. They just received blood from Jim as a thank you, mm-hmm. like the, the cop guy, from convicted criminals. And she's like feeling a little weird about it. But then it says, I eventually settled on feeling happily horrified about their little snack. <laughs> If our vampire <laughs> team had to drink blood, at least it was from convicted criminals who had been through the justice system. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what a statement. Um, I think it's, uh, first of all, I think it's really funny she calls it a little snack. But um, <laughs> second of all, I think, first of all, okay, because I don't think it's explained in this whether or not vampires kill people because in it depends yeah. on your vampire myth vampires either drink people's blood and they die or they can drink people's blood and like heal them and keep them as a food source if necessary or like yeah like their memory or whatever come back to it so did whoever who procured this blood did they kill the criminals in question because like mm-hmm. like what a way to die i <laughs> Yeah, and also like either even way, in it's... the US, the the death row process takes twenty yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So, so either they're like some sort of death penalty, but it doesn't happen through like electrocution or whatever, but through them being bled out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not humane. I mean, obviously, none of it is ever humane. But like, that's really that's up. really fucked up. But if not. If they're just keep being kept alive, because it's not just like blood donation stuff, right? Like that would not be enough. Mm-hmm. So it maybe there's like some other way that Jim has drained these 
convicted criminals who had been through the justice system <laughs> of their blood. Have you ever seen Daybreakers? No. Um, it sounds familiar. I don't know. It's a very dumb movie, but it's like about vampire society with the vampires just won and they just took over and all the humans are in this like, they keep like a bunch of humans alive in like a big thing where they just like keep them alive, but like lead them constantly. Um, okay, this is what I'm I'm imagining. But in that in Daybreakers, is it framed as something that's fucked up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See in this, well, yeah. it's oh a little snack, yeah, a little snacky just, wacky. She just smiles and settles. Oh, it's fine. She's like, oh, they got the munchies. My boyfriend eats drained criminal. <laughs> but the. Like, the other possibility is also fucked up if the vampires are just being starved in this yeah. military faculty. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, right? Because at the end, she finds out that they're going to move them to this, like, housing complex. And she's like, oh, how nice for them. That sounds lovely. All these nice houses with sheds. Oh, look, the sheds have a sort of AC system in them. That's weird. Sheds don't <laughs> only have AC. And then she realizes it's for gas. And it's like, <laughs> so the thing is here, she has a she has a problem with the vampires being moved somewhere to be imprisoned and then killed. But she is has been imprisoning them and starving them for six weeks, die. which could, and Dorian admitted to her that that could kill them. I just can't believe that Bella <laughs> so, went there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's that bit at the end where she finds all those dossiers about which gas is going to be most effective to use. It's uh, I, I just I I I can imagine being like, oh, why don't we go shoot all of them? Yeah, that would be you know maybe we'll kill them. But using gas specifically is just incredibly fucked up. Like there were already like the uncomfortable illusions in yes. the camp, yeah, where they were kept before. Yeah. She just went fully there. But it's like the thing is though, you have you have um I keep wanting to call her Sophia. You have Lyra who has this massive problem with them going there, which obviously it's yeah, yeah. obviously. But like she's been doing the same thing to them for mm-hmm. for weeks. Well, to be fair to Lyra, she had slight concerns when she saw the these vampires are being starved for weeks or months at this point and that the children like even the children have to drink their parents blood but even them are like starving out and she's she she's having like mild concerns she's she she's thinking about what well, this is not very nice everyone deserves a little snack <laughs> Yeah, and she I starts mean... thinking. You know, Bryce is my friend. He's a good guy. I might, you know, if this mission goes successful, I will go into his bureau and have a little chat. If we can improve the horrible conditions under which our basically prisoners are kept, just slightly, <laughs> that they're not fucking starved. Yeah, and this is, but this is a thought she has, like. 250 pages into the book. <laughs> well, they're happy before. They're having a great time. They're having being in cages. Yeah. And it's like, they have the... 
it's like when she, that's the scene I mentioned earlier with Hank where she goes to see the vampire quarters and it's like bare, the barest prison cells you could imagine and like metal bunks but like no bedding really mm-hmm. and she's like this is unfriendly and it's like uh-huh. <laughs> it's cruel and unusual torture I think you'll find but like yeah unfriendly is one word for that why can't the bureau just provide them with like I don't know. Even if it is going to be a horrible camp, can't they have, like, beds? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bryce is meant to be a nice guy. Can't he get them, like, some supplies that make it less, like, a horror show? They don't seem to think about it very often, because when they're on the Amish mission, like, there's the bit where, like, Lyra and um, her brother Zach get one of the uh, cops to go out and get them some food and then they start tucking into these like nature valley bars or whatever oh and they're god, like oh yeah. my god I'm so hungry and Kane and Dorian are sat on the bed opposite like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like starving yeah and they're like oh sorry can't eat our human food <laughs> sorry sorry oh. it's like implied that if they if they want to or if they have to, they can go to the immortal realm and feed off, like, evil immortal people, which is what they've been doing, mostly. So why can't they just let them do that? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's because they want them to be really weak for when they yeah. kill them. <laughs> yeah. Which, I guess that makes sense plot-wise, but, like, you'd expect the good characters, hashtag, uh, good, to be more concerned, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think this, how do I put it? I think this, uh, the, the part that is the most disturbing to me about this book is this weird middle ground it's on. Because mm. we talked about how, you know, Shade of Vampire had a ton of fucked up implications. And that book, like, didn't think about them at all. No. And this one is on this weird middle ground of, well... Mm. Lyra, like, thinks about how maybe we should improve their conditions. But still, like, Bryce is supposed to be the good guy. Uh, and it also takes her really long to think about it. So it's like, the book knows that this is bad, but also doesn't seem to quite grasp how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the same, the same thing with the gas chamber stuff. Like, so this this can't be not intentional, right? <laughs> I don't see how it... I don't think there's anything else in the public, like, you think gas chambers, I mean... How do you think, how how would anyone think... (laughs) Bella. (laughs) Bella, Bella. how would you think this is... Miss Forrest, real person. (laughs) Real human Bella Forrest. Who wrote all these books. How how would this be a good idea? (laughs) How would this be okay to just do in your book? Especially since this is like we said, this is a more competently written book. So uh-huh. I expect a little more. <laughs> I expect to just not fucking put reference the Holocaust. Yeah, with vampires, literal poison <laughs> yeah. gas chambers into your vampire romance book. <laughs> God, <laughs> and the, and even then, like it stopped by with an action scene with like the way the holocaust is prevented here is bella goes to fetches her brother and gina her brother's girlfriend uh and bryce the captain who was overseeing the other prison camp where the vampires were starved but who's a good guy and scottish (laughs) 
And then she grabs all these people, shows them the dossiers she took from the headquarters or whatever, of, from mm. her, her uncle, and they're like horrified. <laughs> but they've so they been in like this a... camp where the vampires have been starved. Yeah, they do a reverse Nuremberg <laughs> defense. They're like, we're going <laughs> to stop following orders, but only for this. <laughs> Before it was fine, but this is a step too Before far. Before it was fine. And then they go into this faculty, and then there's a big action scene when they, where they help, and the vampires like kill all the evil guards who are now evil because these military people, the previous military people, were only starving out their prisoners, but these ones were there to fucking put poison gas in or whatever. I guess, but I we don't know if these people knew more than the people at the well, other camp. Why were these yeah. more evil? I don't know. Yeah, the implication is with the dark energy stuff as well, leading into this, is that the keeping them starving in the camps wasn't evil enough that no. anyone working there had evil No, only if you have child pornography blood. on your laptop that you're also <laughs> distributing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this is going back to what you said earlier, Chaz, and just being like, at what point is it a crime? Like, it's tax evasion a crime because you have the situation where... Um, would say George Bush be considered to have dark energy? You know, would would yeah. would in a because I know that review you read, Janos mentioned yeah. a lot of like um, foreign world leaders, um, but would say Donald Trump have evil energy for drone striking people? Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's very interesting, and it feeds. Well, yeah, it feeds into that like weird. Um, uh, it's it's something that I think we, it'll be fun to talk about when we read Going Postal, where they talk about like indirectly killing people by like creating the conditions of their death and whether or not that counts as murder, mm-hmm. and that's like part of the plot and the character's sort of journey. Yeah, and yeah, um, <laughs> just does that count here? Like, What's is the it level the intention? Responsibility. Would the vampires eat? The succession characters <laughs> is my main question. Um, are they evil? Enough? I feel like this is so world breaking too. Like this whole morality thing. Well, any betrayal is like an evil betrayal yeah. because they're automatically evil, or it's like a good betrayal because you'd be able to tell that they were evil because they'd have evil energy. So you're never surprised by betrayal but does does this mean that you need to never worry about a vampire attacking a human because if they do they're they're evil and then it's Mm -hmm. fine Mm. like lyra is never gonna be killed by a vampire you don't need to worry about it you know you don't need to worry about zach being killed by a vampire because if he does that's probably because he fucking stole a a car i don't know but like, are there reverse vampires that eat good people? Hmm? <laughs> that would be good. I would enjoy that. I mean, I guess that's what the immortal people that we haven't met or really yeah. know anything about maybe are. I they're meant to, I guess, predate vampires possibly. But who knows? <laughs> just be. It'd just be funny if, like, in a future book, Lyra like trips on acid or something, and Dorian's <laughs> like, "Ah, she's evil now. She's done drugs." <laughs> This is a crime. Gonna... This is this is a class A drug according to UK legislation. I Time really feel like the whole morality stuff is gonna be like dropped after this, and then it's all just gonna be about the demons in the immortal plane <laughs> in the later yeah. books. Yeah, 
like it's it's I, this weird like postmodern displacement of well these are this is a new kind of vampire they're not evil so we invent a new type of vampire like a vampire stand-in that's evil yeah <laughs> the bad the bad creature yeah. i mean i'm interested to i i don't know because nothing really happens apparently in the next few books but i am interested in where this goes so maybe i'll read like a, a far later book yeah mm, i think i think we one. do need to come back to this series at one point yeah. yeah, it's not going to be the next thing we read or even the one we read after that, but I do think it's a good idea to do maybe just check into Dark Thirst, see how much it doesn't yeah. go anywhere, see if there's anything we can talk about. Maybe read a later book, I don't know. Uh, there's another quote that I wanted to read. Um, um, so Lyra finds out that her uncle is evil. and uh-huh, I think you want to talk he... about the same thing I still want to talk about, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he wants to kill people, the vampires, which I'm still not sure why they want to kill the vampires. Because from... in Zack's word, they crippled him. Okay, but like, why did they keep them alive when they could have killed them at the beginning? I guess they did want them to be weak. I guess that kind of makes well, sense. Well, because he, he explains at the end, like, if they can get them to a nice encampment, then they can encourage mm. all the vampires who are still in hiding to come and join them, and then they can gas as uh, many at yeah. the same time as possible. Okay, so that's... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Okay, um, yeah, so Lyra has this thought, and it made me wonder, my heart kept in a vise of fear, how many other people in a world with positions of power and influence have been corrupted? How many other cops, captains, senators, people whom we trusted to lead and keep us safe? Which, um, <laughs> assumptions. And then she ends, and how much further would the darkness spread without the vampires to beat it back? Cops, so. captains, senators. <laughs> <laughs> these these are the people we trust. trust to lead and keep us safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is uh, Lyra, it's... age twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Big fan of cops, captains, and senators. You know, she loves senators. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> it takes her. It <laughs> takes her to meet vampires. It takes her to learn about a secret vampire concentration camp to realize that maybe authority figures can be evil (laughs) but yeah i mean she also that she also learns that cops can be evil in a few chapters ago which was also a great shock to her yeah because they have the the whole amish scene and it turns out that the the cops who were like people were going were disappearing in an amish community and so they called in like the cops to help and it turns out that the cops were like picking off people from this Amish community to sell their organs on the black market. <laughs> Which is a wild... It's, I mean, cops are bad, but normally I don't think it's quite that elaborate. But yeah, that's it's just racism. No, but that's, that's the point, right? Like, it's not... It's not a systematic Realistic. failure of the police. No, yeah. It's, it's a crooked certain cop. evil individuals who want to, like, kidnap kids and sell their organs. Yeah, QAnon. It's real. It is a bit Q. It is kind of, um, I think there was a point where uh, earlier when they were like, we need to save the children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one other line which was about politics that was very short, but I just thought it was funny, which was, Lily bravely opened a political discussion with Roxy and Roxy's tone made her face fall in regret. <laughs> <laughs> which is about how much this sort of engages with politics. Because there's another bit, I'm sure, during the speed yeah there's a bit during the like speed dating thing where she's talking to it's either thoth or rome um and he the the question they have to answer is who do you most admire and he says like my mother like she did so much for me 
Um, she helped raise me and like obviously my children and stuff. And then he's like, who do you most admire? And she's like, my uncle Ben, he works for the Bureau. And then the guy she's talking to gets really quiet. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, who do you most yeah. admire? Oh, the guy who's keeping you prisoner. <laughs> yeah, that was I think interesting. Just so cool. Uh, I, I just found the quote, like found the quote about the corrupt cops thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. like the ties into the whole like systematic thing. Uh, this is... Yeah, when they found out that that the cops are the bad guys in the Amish village, and then she think, or the narration says, at least we'd completed our mission. We had the evidence. We would stop those corrupt cops. Our government really mm-hmm. did need the vampire's help. This would prove it without a doubt. And hopefully we'd save uh-huh. the boy. <laughs> so it's like... What if they just ate the entire government? <laughs> yeah, it's like she realizes that these... Like the, the, her reaction to these cops being bad is, oh, good that we're doing a service to the government by exposing <laughs> these few bad eggs. Yeah, it's 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 an individualist thing, and it's this book is like individualist bad guys who are responsible for like the guys who in in real life are are awful because of systemic problems, and you know individually as well, racism yeah. is an individual problem too. But um, and it also does the whole like criminal class thing which is just yeah just baffling it's so bad I, I hate criminal class narratives so much and this book is like maybe the most egregious example of it i've ever seen and the stuff i like about this book <laughs> but not that <laughs> again it's something that i'm like maybe if it was like a more interesting book it could be like a big theme of i don't know like some of these conflicts could be like and maybe if you chose one, <laughs> and then it was like uh-huh. a big exploration of what it would mean, so you could be like, wow, what would you do if there were vampires that were, didn't want to hurt people, but also they're sort of, they need blood to survive, and also they want a place to live, and so you're keeping them because you don't trust them, and it's like, oh, you could sort of talk about how you try and gain trust with something which you think could kill you at any time and how that would work but <laughs> you know you you have to interrogate it a bit more you can't just thoroughly. throw you can't gas just say chambers at us 50 <laughs> pages before the end of the book <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> god and they and then have that fought with like a fist fight yeah um, exactly because yeah, <laughs> it's like we're gonna we're gonna punch him, and yeah, we're punch him. Why don't you just punch the Nazis? I think you should also punch Nazis, but I think in this mm-hmm. particular situation, it is you know you need to do a little bit more than that, sis. Uh huh. And there is a whole thing where like because half of the vampire community don't trust the people from the beginning, and they're fucking right. Um, not to. And everyone's like, oh, thanks, Dorian, you led us into another mess. And I'm on, I am on this side. Yeah! Like, because this is always a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Why would you voluntarily go through this with your children? Yeah. yeah. And like, at the, I mean, I, at the beginning and stuff, and Kane's really resentful that they're there, and they none of them trust her and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> like, they're making points. They're making mm-hmm. some points. Kane's right. Uh, and I want to... I was gonna say, I want to <laughs> quickly also talk about, like, do a quick 
call out post for uh, Lyra at this point. (laughs) (laughs) This is at the end of the book. Yes. After the um, gas chamber situation has been resolved (laughs) (laughs) with this fist fight. Uh, Yeah, this is after Mm -hmm. the um, people in power quote. And then she's like having a talk with uh, Dorian and the vampires. This is again. I want to I want to stress this. This was after she found out that humans are uh, were gonna guess the vampires, just just do complete genocide on them, just fucking you know the worst shit. And also after we've been the whole situation with the prison camp where she was the human, mm-hmm. the person who is you know. She was in the more powerful position. Like she was basically just there with the other humans, and these vampires had to go through all this stuff while being starved to death, and also being used by the—I don't know if this is the FBI or whatever—being used by. I, I guess I call them the FBI. Being used by the FBI to hunt, like to basically do missions for them for free, with the vague promise that if they behave well, they will be treated better. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the conceit of the book, basically. Okay, <laughs> so. Now that we've set this up, <laughs> um, she she says to Dorian, let me know if there's anything we can do to help. And Dorian says, mm-hmm. this isn't your fight, Lyra. You've helped us, but do you really think uh, you have some kind of say in this? I couldn't let him speak another sentence. At that look, the horrible collection of emotions I'd been feeling combusted into flames. Adrenaline flooded my limbs. I was so over his arrogance. Like he could just use me and set me aside at whim. My life was ruined now too, as he apparently forgot. Uh-huh. She's like, I lost my job, and that's just as bad as you almost being genocided. By me. Yeah. <laughs> by by my friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> it's I did hate that. It was just her being like, okay, but you have to like, do you love me though? And it's like, they've got mm-hmm more they've got bigger fish to fry (laughs) currently like they have that whole thing at the end where they kiss up against a rock in front of all the others like including the guy whose like wife just left with their vampire babies for the other realm because they didn't feel safe in the human world so you have this like Mm -hmm. newly single father who's like sad and depressed and then you have a bunch of other people who are sad and depressed because they were nearly wiped out um and these two are just making out against a rock in front of everyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like pick your moments I... but Lucy they're meant to be they are meant to be but not right then I'm so uh-huh. over his arrogance my life was ruined <laughs> too so over his arrogance <laughs> I mean I will say that it probably is kind of stressful to be on the run from your family who was trying to do some genocide but yeah obviously it's like definitely worse for them and yeah. she should think about what she's saying yeah because well, you I'm have you have like her whole realization at the end which is that the bureau is is evil ish she just yeah. doesn't take it to its logical conclusion you know yeah <laughs> she doesn't follow that thread and if she did this might be a good ending and her being like complicit until now and realizing what she was doing was wrong maybe that's a good story but i think I don't know. I mean, it's in, it's implied that like 
her parents maybe knew all along. Yeah. Yeah, but she's just it's just like I can't believe Uncle Alan could have done this. Mm. I can't believe my uncle. My uncle? My uncle? My when, uncle. When my uncle wants to commit genocide. <laughs> but it's like what she says is everything I believed about the bureau, my life's work was a lie. Uncle Alan's cold, indifferent voice filtering through the air vent filled my mind from the umpteenth time. I felt hollowed out, my internal truth evaporated. I knew nothing about the bureau at all, and maybe I never had. I felt used. So it's like, mm. at no point is she like, maybe I also contributed to this. Maybe this arrangement that was happening in the fucking prisoner camp was already bad <laughs> in the first place you know I th- yeah i think she realizes that the bureau is bad but not that she was complicit in it which yeah. is yeah no I and it's it not like to be a better book <laughs> it's not like yeah. the whole organization was bad but like just the secret like she's like i i didn't know but but, but like she she still believes that her section of the of the bureau like the the part that bryce commanded was like still good it's mm-hmm. just uh it's just the you know alan who was the bad one it's funny because i don't know if you guys saw the uncle alan thing coming from a mile off oh yeah obviously yeah because i was like i don't know if it's just that it's it's seeded pretty well that he's evil or if it's just that i was thinking about it. i don't think there's ever been a good uncle uh-huh you know in in, no. in anything. Well, also the vampire's concerns evil, and whenever he's brought up, they're always like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, so yeah, I think they they all knew that he was evil. They could smell it. So he has the darkness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I mean, the vampires they all knew about the torturing thing. So yeah. That was like a big hint from the beginning. Yeah, she didn't seem to react to that much. She was like, torture's yeah, kind of bad, like, oh. but then they keep using the word interrogate. Yeah. <laughs> she's always like, you know, it's pretty fucked up what humans did to vampires, but it's because they just didn't really know what they were like. What could they have done? You know, they should have gotten mm. to know them better, but like not knowing them, it's understandable. Like that's what her reaction to humans treating the vampires it's not like you know humans approaching this from a fundamentally wrong angle but it's more like well they just didn't get to know them they didn't sit down and do speed dating yeah they weren't like what if they're nicer what if they're nice and therefore it's wrong to kill them yeah (laughs) (laughs) you get a free pass on the genocide just remembering a part from earlier where she was also like i i've we're making a big step in uh in human vampire allegiance you know this is gonna change everything like after i don't know the first mission i think and it's all because of me it's all because i gave dorian a chance <laughs> like she's such a because yeah, I feel like, I'm not sure if colonialist is the right point, but she's like, she has such a savior thing about her yeah. relationship with the vampires. Yeah. I mean, her whole character reads as incredibly, like, white in, in this. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> like with the whole cops thing, her being like, these are the people we yeah. trust, which is a reflection of the author's beliefs, whoever the author is. Bella. <laughs> Bella Forrest. Yeah, um, sorry. I don't know why I'm doubting. Yeah, I was going to say, and you mentioned it, Lucy, was that it, it does seem very similar even if it's a Vetsa, it is similar to the like Harley Merlin stuff, where it is like, wow, being in the military is so cool and like ethically good. Yeah, and actually, you love it. And isn't it cool that we can have a strong female character who's a woman and also in the military? Hell yeah, girl boss, girl boss. They are quite similar in that. I think I I do wonder because this the writing in this isn't that dissimilar to Harley Merlin, but I think. Hmm. Hmm. But the thing this, is, Harley Merlin yeah. has like 20 books, so I feel like whoever wrote those is busy enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna That's have true. to like yeah. look up at the timelines of both releases, but I feel like, I don't know, like both of these series are still ongoing. Like the newest Darklight book came out in August. I, don't know, I wonder if they have like one of the better ones do like the first books in the series and then the rest of them are done by like not as expensive I doubt it because I think even because I think that's more hassle than it would be worth like because and then also how do you Uh, like quantify that in terms of hiring a ghostwriter do you you put out like a craigslist ad for like cheap shitty ghostwriter yeah (laughs) well you get like one who are less less experienced and so you can pay them less potentially Um, I, I think like it's more likely, likely that they just use the same one for each individual series. I, I would say maybe for Shade of Vampire that they have multiple, definitely have multiple yeah. people working on that one because mm. it's too long. Yeah, I feel like there's a good chance that Shade was is done by several people, but I feel like for their main series, it's probably less of a they're hiring ghostwriters and more of um these authors. Uh, basically, like this is their best chance to get their fiction published yeah you can submit yeah. a story to the bella forest publishing company and they will give it a title and a cover to make it look like a yeah. best-selling young adult fantasy series yeah <laughs> i wonder how much they pay i am really curious um how do we it'd be so interesting to know about like the ghost writing world yeah. you know because mm-hmm. it's so secret and i'm just like can't you just tell me because i really want to know <laughs> like <laughs> yeah um because i was thinking the other week like when we were looking into Shade of Vampire and we found out about um, Deborah Forrest, or was that Harley Merlin? Mm. That was Harley Merlin when we found out about Deborah Forrest being the photo for the books. And it's just like the impulse to just reach out to her and be like, hey, do you know someone's using your photo? Is this you? (laughs) Yeah. It's real. tell me. I I just want to know. I have questions. Because I want to do an author interview with, with... Bella Forest, like, hey, what are your thoughts on um, the <laughs> prison industrial complex? <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if you can what just, like, politics? if you need to, like, submit a finished fiction and they're gonna do it. Or, like, how do you do ghostwriter resumes, right? Like, do you have mm-hmm. a ghostwriting portfolio? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe if we... Hmm, maybe if we reverse this, maybe if we act like we're Bella Forest. And then we look for ghostwriters um, instead okay. of trying to f- maybe trying to find instead like instead of trying to find Beryl Forrest, we can look for ghostwriters and see if they have listed like previous works. Yes, mm. I I found a forum thread about Bella Forrest that's come across like the same thoughts that we yeah. had. 
being like, what do you think? And everyone's like, yeah, there's probably like a billion people. Someone's like, everyone is Bella Forest. We are all Bella Forest. Yeah, but it always <laughs> ends at that point, right? Which is the conclusion yeah. we, all, we already had, like, in our first Bella episode. Yeah. But... It's very funny. It's very likely, but I just, apparently... just want to know the details of, of how these... I know, which I'm trying to see if anyone knows anything. How can I um, write for Bella Forest? That's the question. Imagine yeah. if we co-wrote a story for... It would be so good. I'm obsessed with... I'm obsessed with her in an interview claiming it took her a year and a half to finalise the concept of the first Shade of Vampire book. Which... What concept? <laughs> Vampire Island surrounded <laughs> by sharks? Mm. Oh, I'm just clipping my mic, I'm sorry. Okay, but, let's like... actually... I'm I'm interested by this idea of mm-hmm. um, us writing our own Bella Forest book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm... God... I just wonder, like, because we're already two hours into this episode, but I wonder yeah. if we shouldn't do, if we shouldn't, like, next week's episode, just try to, like, pitch our own Bella Forest book. That's That sounds really fun, because I already have ideas. Okay, um, <laughs> let's, let's put a pin into that, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I think, I think that could be interesting. Yeah. Like, what's the formula? We can discuss that. I yeah. want to discuss it now, but we shouldn't. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. A project. Just reading someone, someone's writing about, like, ghostwriting, whether or not she would ghostwrite, and she was like, I, sh- I learned of dozens of best-selling indie authors can't produce books fast enough to game the Amazon algorithms. So these writers started hiring ghostwriters to produce more books, so the writer had time to write more books, too. So it's possible that some of them are Bella Forest. Yeah, and I think that's Shade. Yeah, but mm-hmm. all of them? I Even maybe all of them, it depends if they are all that length. She might have had some people write a few installations, but... Installments, rather. Mm. But, like, it was her first one. On the website, the only merch that they sell is Shade of Vampire merchandise. It's the yep. worst written of all the series, which just like to me mm. smacks of this is the original one because you wouldn't take on a ghostwriter who wrote like that. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> so That's I think true. I think that Shade of Vampire is Bella Forest. Yeah. W- yeah. We gotta we gotta put together a timeline of all her books in release order and find find out at which point they start becoming like impossible mm-hmm. to, to be mm. done by one person yeah because i'm 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 like halfway through reading the girl who dared to think as well mm-hmm. which is another one of hers um and it's also completely different and i would say better than any of the ones that we've read so far yeah partly because okay. dystopian fiction lends itself to criticizing authoritarian structures um so it's kind of hard to write a dystopian fiction without criticizing the the hey. systems in place. <laughs> but, Speaking um, of dystopian fiction, <laughs> yeah, are we ready to do the gender game next? Uh, yeah, yeah, gender games, gendered games. What's on the gender? <laughs> <laughs> this is our gender reveal party. <laughs> obsessed with anything about Bella Forest because apparently she's like the most she's made like the most money out of this yeah. sort of self-published she's Amazon out of like basically anyone mm. 
Yeah, so you'd think that people would have done like some serious journalistic investigation, um, but there isn't anything as far as I can find. There it's isn't. It's, th- that's why this is so fascinating to me, right? Because it's like, it's an entire yeah. world out of, you know, people are reading these. People are writing reviews of these. Mm-hmm. These book books exist, right? Like, it's it's those you kind of books that... You can buy physical copy. Yeah. You can buy physical copies of them. But it's 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 those kind of kinds of books where you scroll through Amazon and you you're like, well, I'm sure this book doesn't actually exist. Like, right? Nobody buys them. Yeah, <laughs> they're just there. But they are. Like, we have read several of them. Several of them at this point. It's just there, uh, but no. And it it is weird, and a lot of people are noticing things about. Like, we're not the first people noticing things about them. Uh-huh. And they're yeah. still, it's still like not thoroughly investigated. So uh, we're going to have to, folks, dear patrons, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have to keep talking about Bella Forest. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just, I found this thing on her website's Frequently Asked Questions, which is very funny. Um, one of them is, um, uh, which spot in Cancun am I most likely to bump into a vampire of the shade? Uh, and the the answer is for your safety, Bella. I cannot reveal that. Um, <laughs> and then another is: Is there a family for the a family tree for the Novak family? And she said, "Yes, you can get it here." And so here is the Novak family tree, which has so many names on it. I mean, there's a if you um, look at the list of the shade books, there's gonna be the third, like the first series is the Derek and Sophia. Holy mm. shit, these people are! Holy shit, this is advanced. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Wait, where's Derek on this? He's like in the second row. Oh yeah. That's the fucked oh, up so thing about it. So they have lots yeah. of children then, huh? Because yeah. I was gonna well, say there's a future uh, series. Like the first seven books are Derek and Sophia story. Then it's like someone else, and then it's like the Shade of Novak books. Um, I have where it's to... like an all um... new generation of Novaks, right? Unfortunately, just looking at this family tree, this does confirm that Lucas has children with not one, but two women. <laughs> yeah, I know. Interesting. <laughs> Good to know. This family tree um... is so disturbing, though, because this shows that Derek and Sophia are not only going to get kids, which we expected, but those children will get children, and those mm-hmm. children will get children. Like We're like at least one two three, three four generations Five into even i think derek and sophia's future but like derek and sophia took place in present day they had cell phones how <laughs> that's such a good point oh my god so the the, the, the latest ones with the great 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 grandkiddies are they set in the future do they travel back in the past <laughs> They might. Don't they do. create like an alternate universe that they go into or something at some point? I read that in the book description. Um, I love these normal names as well. This is very good. I enjoy uh, Viola, Phoenix, Caspian, Harper, Chantel, Blaze, <laughs> Kaya, Yelena, Benedict, Blaise. Yelena, Sophia, Sophia, but spelt different. Um, River. <laughs> this guy's named Blaze. Fields. I know a guy this named Blaze. I think I've known two people in my life named Blaze. Lucas calls his son. Wait, is that his son or the one his daughter marries? They're Avril and Heron, which is um, oh, Ar- pretty cool. Mrs. Avril Levine, Mrs. Heron. 
All of this happened after the release of Chicago, the movie. Uh huh. <laughs> this motherfucker's called Tagus. <laughs> his, his first name's Carl, his second name Tagus. <laughs> Alright, I'm. Do we have anything else okay. to say about Darklight? Oh, I, we probably should. No. I mean, no. No, there is nothing else to say apart from pretty wild. Yeah. Um, apart from what the fuck? I. So, we said this book is better, but I still wouldn't recommend to our listeners to read it. There's, <laughs> there's better books you can find, especially since I know we have listeners who don't even read Terry Pratchett, so read those instead. <laughs> How are we going forward? So, I think so we need to do. I'm- Next yeah. week, I would like to do investigative work and also us pitch our yes. very own Bella Forest novel. That I would like to see great. if we can figure out how to do that and get in contact with Bella Forest. Yes. Okay, so do we? are we doing a collaborative pitch or are we all coming to the table with oh, our that's own also pitch good. that we then work from? I think we can come to the table with our own pitches, but I think we should work together to form yes. a single pitch. Like we I bring in our so. own ideas, we we bring in our own. This is a trope that would work. We gotta we gotta cater to a young adult fantasy genre. We it's gotta be marketable, you know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, I think we can all okay. bring in one pitch, and then we decide on one, and then we develop it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That I have good. a very I have a very funny idea. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. This is really exciting. Uh, and I guess I guess we can figure out the rest. Like what book. We'll probably, I think it makes sense to do gender game next, but oh yeah, you know it's this it's another four hundred page book. Yeah, so it'll take me about a day yeah. and a half, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good that we do this our own Bella novel first, so we don't have to prepare that much reading for that. <laughs> yeah, this is so exciting. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of L Space. I just think it's very funny to put a lot of effort into a thing that maybe yeah. five people are listening to. But but it's but you know, that's how small audience is a good audience. Yeah. You know? We create audiences, because um, we're artists. Um <laughs> so thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Or on the main episode. Yes. Yeah. See you on the Top of the pyramid, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.